Now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and kept asking him, Prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him, blaspheming him. When day came, the assembly of the elders of the people gathered together both chief priests and scribes, and they led him away to their council, and they said, If you are the Christ, tell us. But he said to them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. So they all said, Are you the Son of God then? And he said to them, You say that I am. Then they said, What further testimony do we need? We have heard it ourselves from his own lips. Then the whole company of them arose and brought him before Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this man misleading our nation and forbidding us to give tribute to Caesar, and saying that he himself is Christ, a king. And Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? And he answered him, You have said so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowds, I find no guilt in this man. But they were urgent, saying, He stirs up the people, teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee, even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he belonged to Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him over to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had long desired to see him, because he'd heard about him, and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. And Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then, arraying him in splendid clothing, he sent him back to Pilate. And Herod and Pilate became friends with each other that very day. For before this, they had been at enmity with each other. Pilate then called together the chief priests and the rulers and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was misleading the people. And after examining him before you, behold, I did not find this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither did Herod, for he sent him back to us. Look, nothing deserving death has been done by him. I will therefore punish and release him. But they all cried out together, Away with this man and release to us Barabbas. A man who had been thrown into prison for an insurrection started in the city and for murder. 
Pilate addressed them once more, desiring to release Jesus. But they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why, what evil has he done? I have found in him no guilt deserving death. I will therefore punish and release him. They were urgent, demanding with loud cries that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate decided that their demand should be granted. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for insurrection and murder, for whom they asked, but he delivered Jesus over to their will. I want to give all praises, glory, and honor to the Heavenly Father, Yahweh, in the name of His only begotten Son, Yahweh Shai, who the world calls Jesus Christ. Peace and blessings to the elect and the remnant who are scattered throughout the four corners of the earth. Heavenly Father have given us this truth through the breath of life, the Holy Spirit. And we thank Yahweh by Shem Yahweh Shai for His tender mercies. I wanted to uh, continue with the lesson that I previously did going into the trial of Jesus. So you can go uh, to that one, you know, the uh, one that I did previously, but this one is going to be, uh, if it be the Lord's will, it will be uh, the lesson mainly speaking on the trial of Jesus. I had did that previous broadcast and I went into some other subjects, but I want to focus on the trial of Yahweh Shai. So we just listened to the audio of how our Lord was accused of sedition, of basically uh, blasphemy and accused of tax dodging and accused of, uh, you know, of basically uh, misleading the people and it was a conspiracy it was the wicked scribes and pharisees that plotted against the lord and they were envious of them you know even uh pontius pilate knew that <clears throat> so let me uh let me uh continue with uh, what was read in the uh, narration. So I'm not for sure what version they was reading out of. They could have been reading out the NIV. I was in the NOT, but I'm back uh, in the KJV. So we'll, we'll read it out the KJV. So what happened was the Lord, he was accused by the ruling class, the religious leaders of misleading the people. And just basically they accused him of being a troublemaker. And what he was doing was healing the people and the people were believing on him. And they were uh, jealous, the, you know, the, the Pharisees and the scribes. So let's see. 
Let's go to that. Let me look it up right quick. They were envious of the Messiah. And even the, uh, you know, the um, governor of Rome knew that. So that's in Matthew 27. And we'll start at verse 15 and it reads, Now at the feast, the governor was uh, was wont to release unto the people a prisoner whom they would. And they had then a notable, notable prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, Whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? So just like in the, um, you know, the audio, it said that that it was a, a decision that the crowd could make whether they would uh, want to release, you know, because it was two people that would be, um, or two people were basically on trial, so to speak. And so one person could be released. So it was either Barabbas or Yahweh Shai. Or I'll just say it like this. Those are the two names that were mentioned. So Yahweh Shai, which is the Christ, the anointed, was healing was doing miraculous signs and wonders and the relief uh the religious leaders you know the the priest you know uh chief priests and the different um you know you would call them today like the uh the gatekeepers they were the gatekeepers of the day because they were the the liaison between the romans and then the average uh, citizens, the Israelites that were living amongst the Romans, because although this was in the land of um, of Israel, it was the Romans that were occupying Israel. So they had set up a colony. They they the Romans were colonizers, just like how they're you know the descendants you know, which are the Edomites, they're colonizers. That's why they go all across the earth and they will colonize countries, a lot of the islands, <clears throat> you know, where our people were at, uh, they're being colonized by the, the Dutch or the, um, or Britain and so forth. So they were the, you know, the, uh, the colonizers were basically the law. You know, they, they had the authority even when it came to capital offenses such as a, uh, an execution or being put to death. So 
the people had a choice, the Israelites had a choice to release either Barabbas or Shai. And so Pilate uh, knew that the, you know, that the, uh, that the Pharisees and the scribes, they were envious for it says, for he knew that for envy, they had delivered him. So they knew, or I'll say it like this, um, Herod, uh, not Herod, but, um, Pontius Pilate, because it was Herod and Pilate that were like the, uh, the ones that was in authority, but Herod, he knew that the, uh, the Pharisees and the scribes was envious of the Messiah. That's why they delivered the Lord over to them. It says, and when he had sat down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto his wife sent unto him saying, have thou nothing to do have thou nothing to do with this just man? I'm so used to reading some of the other versions when I'm reading out of the KJV. It's kind of throwing me off a little bit. So Salakia. So I got to get back in the KJV because the NLT, you can read it and it's a little bit more simpler. But when you read in, in the uh, what they call the King's English, you know, like the KJV, that's where you get your thou, thus. And all the you know different words that they spoke uh, in sixteen eleven. So I'll read that again. It says, "And when he had sat down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have nothing, have thou nothing to do with that just man?'" So Pilate's wife knew that Shai was a just man, and the reason why she knew that it says. For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. So she was being tormented. Because she in uh, some of the other versions, it said she had a nightmare. So she was being troubled. And she knew that Yahweh Shai was a just man. So they knew that he was being falsely accused. He was being set up. It says... But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. So you had the uh, chief priests and the elders that was egging on the um, the crowd. You know what I'm saying? They they were they were persuading the crowd. They were putting a, a battery in the back of the crowd to um, to ask for Barabbas. So they were, they were basically, you know, manipulating the crowd. And like I have brought out before, they probably even had some spies that was in the crowd uh, going right along with them. Let me get that right quick, where it goes into how the Jews had sent forth spies Just like when you have like a protest and you have agent provocateurs that'll be in the crowd to, to egg on people to, you know, to get them to uh, 
react in a way that they normally wouldn't react. False, you know, false flag events. Because you had uh, people that was watching the Lord before even the um, the chief priests and the elders and the the uh, scribes and Pharisees before they had him put on trial. So all while he was doing his works, doing the great works, healing people, miracles, you know, feeding, you know, thousands of people, you know, the fish and the bread, giving them wisdom, building their faith up, giving them hope, all the things that the Lord was doing, declaring the gospel, the good news, the kingdom of heaven. They were sending spies that was lurking around, that was trying to trip him up in his words. So this is in the book of Luke chapter 20, verse 20, it says, and they watched him and sent for spies. Scriptures tell us that the servant is not greater than his Lord. We're not greater than his master. So if they would spy on the Messiah thousands of years ago, they are spying on us. These people are spying on us. And they will have people come up to you, it says, which should fiend themselves just men. So they'll come up to you. They'll say that they're Israelites. They'll say that they believe in the Most High. They believe in Messiah. You know, you could even be witnessing to them and, and you're sincere. And they could be someone sent to try to uh, hold on to your words and try to trip you up and go back and report to their handlers or, or to the authorities just to try to uh, make false accusations against you. It says, which should feign themselves just men that they might, that they might take hold of his words. So they was they was waiting, they was looking for just anything to accuse them. Those spies they had came up to him and was asking him about the um the coin. You know what I'm saying? Uh the uh the coin that has Caesar's face on it. It says that so they might deliver him up unto the power and authority of the governor. So they was trying to set them up, you know, they, they spied on them and then they was listening to them. You know, now they have what they have taps, they have listening devices, they have, you know, um, the different agencies that are spying on everybody, you know, listening to our conversations, trying to, you know, trying to build a case. So that they might deliver him up unto the power and authority of the governor, you know, so they were they was, you know, trying to set him up so they can, you know, get him um, hemmed up with the government. You know, the government of that time, which is uh, Rome, they were the authority. And so you got uh, people out there that. That might be uh, 
called Israelites, or they might be some of these Christian churches. You got these Christian apologists, you know, that are lurking around trying to uh, find stuff on this, just like on this broadcast, you might have some of them listening to this conversation, this godly conversation that we're having, that we're going over the words of Yahweh by Shem Yahweh Shai. They're not listening uh, to this broadcast to be sincere. They're looking for something to try to accuse. They're of their father, the devil. They have that same spirit of accusations, false accusations. Because the word devil, it means a slanderer, it means a false accuser. That's why you'll hear the word B-H-I, black Hebrew Israelites. As if, you know, we're just pushing just this black ideology. No. Yes, Israelites are of so-called Negro heritage. But you have the Israelites that are scattered. They, they're of all nationalities. They're Latinos. They're Native Americans, they're Arabs, they're Africans, they're uh, so-called white people. But their lineage go back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They're not actually Edomites. They're not actually Hamites. They're not actually uh, Elamites or East Indians. Their lineage go back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they will use that word to try to make it seem like some radical, subversive group. So the same tactics that was used thousands of years ago of trying to find anything to accuse someone of, that's, you know, that's what they're doing uh, today. To the point where they will have to create false flags because uh, Nero, he created a false flag event. He burned down parts of Rome and blamed it on the Christians. And that's where you get the uh, Christian persecution from, where they was throwing our people in the uh, arenas with uh, hungry lions and tigers and their, their flesh were being torn and their bones were being broken by the, uh, the teeth of the uh, lions. And the end, the end, the, um, the, uh, was it the Romans? They considered that entertainment. So that was all for sport. They would be in those coliseums and they would be seeing our people devoured by wild beasts. And it was, it was, you know, funny to them. It was entertainment. They got joy out of seeing people suffer. Just like during the time of, of slavery or during the time of those lynchings, they actually had, uh, it was an event. Pick a nigga is picnics. That's where you get the term picnic from. They were lynching men, women, and even at times children. And it was a, it was an activity. It was entertainment. They would sell tickets. They would, um you know, uh, have food, you know, beverages and drinks. You know, they would have pies and sandwiches. Seeing someone grossly uh, beaten and mutilated, tortured, 
lynched, burned, castrated, body parts being cut off, like the ears or the nose, fingers, the private parts, all of that. That's what these people did. And some of them might still be walking around now. They're old, but they were alive when lynchings was going on. They're still lynching people. That now law enforcement will cover it up and say it's a suicide. So these are the things that God's chosen people went are going through and they went through in the ancient times. And the Lord, in this trial, he's he, he's going through, <clears throat> excuse me, he's going through something that's beyond comprehension. So they were, you know, they was trying to set him up. And of course, you know, they accomplished it. But through that situation, we could receive and obtain eternal life we could receive uh you know salvation and receive mercy repentance being able to repent from our sins so let's go back to um reading of the uh trial hold on Right, um, I'll read out of the um, the KJV. Bear with me. I'll need the whole chapter. So I'm reading out of um, the book of St. John because let's, let's back up a little bit. Let's go into um, when the Messiah was at the Garden of Gethsemane. He was there. He was praying. The disciples was with him. They were tired. They couldn't stay up. And you had a deceiver, a betrayer that was with the Lord, which is Judas. So we're going to go into uh, St. John chapter 18. We'll start at verse 1. And it says, when Yahweh had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where there was a garden into the uh, which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, and knew the place, for Yahawashai oft times resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, 
having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests of Pharise uh, and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. So he had Judas that set him up. The chief priests, the Pharisees, and the scribes, they knew the location because Judas dropped the location. It says, Yahweh Shai, therefore, knowing all these things that should come upon him, because the Lord, he could read minds. He, he knew everything that was going to happen. He was in the heavens. So he all things were given unto him, but he know all things. So he knew exactly how this was, was going to uh, transpire. It says, Yahweh Shai, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? Then answered him, or they answered him, Yahweh Shai of Nazareth. Yahweh Shai saith unto them, I am he, and Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them as soon as, as soon then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backward and fell to the ground. <laughs> you hear that? As soon as the Lord says, I am he, they fell backward. They fell to the ground. That's the power of the Messiah. Then asked he them again, whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Shai answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore ye seek me, let, th let these go their way. It says that the saying might be fulfilled, which he sh uh, spake. Of them which thou givest me, have I lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servants, the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. So they were ready to apprehend Yahweh Shai, but then Simon Peter, which was a disciple, was a disciple of the Lord. He drew his sword and cut the high priest's servant's ear off, his right ear. It says the servant's name was Malcolm, uh, Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, put up thy sword unto the sheath. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? So the Lord rebuked Peter told him to put put the uh the weapon up put his sword up and he was letting him know that the, the cup that persecution the things that the messiah would have to go through which the heavenly father you know had everything planned out where the messiah would have to go through this in order for israel to be saved in order for Israel to be able to atone for sins. 
So that's why he says, shall I not drink it? Meaning that he's saying, look, am I, am I not supposed to go through this? It says, then the band and the captain and the officers of the Jews took Yahweh Shai and bound him. So they apprehended the Messiah. It says, and led him away to Annas first, for he was father-in-law to Caiaphas, which was the high priest that same year. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known to the high priest and went in with Jesus into the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without, then went out that other disciple, which was known unto the high priest, and spake unto her that kept the door and brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Art not thou also one of the, uh, the man's disciples? He, uh, he saith, I am not. So you have people that recognized Peter as being a disciple of the Messiah. And so uh, Peter becoming afraid, he, he denied the Lord. He said, I am not. That's, that's what uh, Peter said. It says, and the servants and the officers stood there who had made a fire of coals, for it was cold, and they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. The high priest then asked shy of his disciples and of his doctrine. shy answered him, I spake, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, whether the Jews always resort. And in secret, I have said nothing. And that's the, that's the true spirit of an Israelite or any, anybody that profess uh, to know God's word and to preach it. This is something that we are speaking openly. There is no secret societies. There is no secret ulterior um, motive. See, the heathens and these uh, religious institutions, these Christian groups that are Freemasons and they have dual allegiances, uh, allegiances, they do things in secret. That's how you know it's not of the Heavenly Father. If anybody that's making a secret oath and they're uh, using rituals and stuff like that, these... these uh, fraternal order, you know, from Freemasonic free groups call themselves Christians and they'll have the compass in the square and they have all this so-called hidden knowledge. That's not of the most high. They have some uh, esoteric knowledge and stuff like that that's, that everybody else don't have. No. The Lord uh, taught in the synagogues and he, in the, as is in the temple, whether uh, the Jews also resort.
and in secret have I said nothing. And even the mysteries, the Lord uh, revealed those secrets, those mysteries to his servants, the prophets. Those things are to be uttered. Those things are not to be just held. And or, you know, the Lord uh, uh, told you to speak plainly. Even in the book of Revelation, Yahweh Shai was worthy to open the seals. So everything that he was given with the knowledge is shared in the Holy Bible. And there are certain mysteries that we don't know right now. But he said all things will be made manifest. You know, at some point, those mysteries will unfold. It says, why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me what I have said unto them. Behold, they know what I said, which is going into uh, witnesses. I um, was uh, going back and forth with someone on a Facebook where they was going into speaking in tongues and stuff like that. And I'm like, you have to have uh, witnesses. You have to, you know, anything. Everything is established by two or three witnesses. Even in heaven, you have the heavenly father, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. The father, the word, and the Holy Spirit that bears record. On earth as it is in heaven. So every every word has to be established by the mouth of two or three witnesses. That's why speaking in tongues uh, is languages. But if you're speaking in an unknown tongue, you have to have two that are um, the witnesses and then one that can interpret. So there's order. Okay, it says, uh, this is in verse 22. It says, and when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Yahawashai with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? So he had wicked men that actually was abusing the Lord. You know, you had Israelites that was doing that, and you had the Romans that was actually, you know, laying hands on them, you know being being violent Yahawashai answered him if I have spoken evil bear witness of the evil but if well why smitest thou me so the Lord was saying if he spoke any evil where is the witness to me speaking evil he says but if well why smitest thou me so he's saying if I'm doing everything I was supposed to do, if I'm speaking something that's righteous, why are you hitting me? Now, Annas had sent him bound into Caiaphas, or Caiaphas, the high priest. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself and said before, uh, and said, therefore, unto him, or so I can read that again, 
and Simon Peter stood and warmed himself, they said, therefore, unto him, art not thou one of his disciples? He denied it and said, I am not. So this is the second time that he de uh, denied the Messiah. The first time was that woman, that damsel. And this, this is the second time. It says, one of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, said, did not I see thee in the garden with him? So this is the third time. Remember the prophecy, the Messiah said that Peter would uh, deny the Messiah after the cock crowed three times. Peter denied him again and immediately the cock crowed. So let's get that. Now, just think about this. This is during a time where people were seeing the Messiah's power, his works. They were actually being healed. They could see the Holy Spirit upon him. And yet, people still denied him. That's why the Lord said, in uh, these times shall he find faith on the earth. So this is in the book of Luke chapter 22, verse 34. It says, and he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall crow, or the crock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. I'll read that again. It says, and he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. So the Lord is saying, hey, it's going to uh, crow three times. And that's, that's going to be a sign. And that it um that uh Peter would deny the Lord. So let's go back to um St. John 18 and we'll uh read again at 27. <clears throat> it says Peter then denied again and immediately the cock crew. It says then then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment and and it said and it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. So this was during the Passover time. <clears throat> All of this was going down. And this was this was why they was trying to get the Lord, you know, uh convicted and crucified. You know, because it was, uh, during, you know, during the time of the Passover. It says, um, <clears throat> it says, Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusations, what accusation bring ye against this man? 
they answered and said unto him, if he was not, if he were not a malefactor, we would not have denied or delivered him up unto thee. Let's see. It says, then said Pilate unto them, take ye the, take ye him, I need my glasses, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, is it not lawful for us to put any man to death? It says that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he has spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again. And Jesus and they called Jesus and said unto him, are thou the king of the Jews? Yahweh Shai answered unto him. Saying that, uh, saying thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? So the Lord was saying, Look, did you hear it yourself? Or it says, Or did others, did other people say that of him? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What has thou done? So Pilate was, you know, being sarcastic, saying, am I a Jew? Then he's saying, look, your own nation, the chief priest delivered you unto me. Then he's saying, what have you done? Yahweh Shai answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. So the Messiah was saying, look, this ain't my world. He's saying, look, if this was my kingdom, my servants would fight. See, the Lord, he could dispatch legions of angels. Thousands, tens of thousands of angels. Just by praying to the heavenly father. That's powerful. So he's saying if if this was of his world, his servants would fight. He says, then would my servants fight? It says that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. So he's saying, look, this was my kingdom. My servants would fight and I wouldn't be delivered to the Jews. There's no counsel against the Lord. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou says that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Scripture says that my sheep hear my voice. This is why those that are involved in the different religions and they hear the truth and they're going to come out of those religions. You know, it'll happen within this time. It could be instantly or it could be something that 
Something was said that could be searching for the truth and they'll hear the Messiah's voice, meaning through the word. They'll, they'll be convicted in their hearts and they'll know this is the truth. Hold on. Okay. <clears throat> Verse 38 and says, Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find him I find in him no fault at all. So Pilate even knew that Yahweh Shai was innocent. He's saying that I find in him no fault. So everything that the Lord said, that exonerated him. But the Jews, they they pressed it. They kept going and going until they got Yahweh Shai executed. Verse 39 says, but ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. So the crowd, they wanted Barabbas, a robber. Not the son of God, perfect, blameless, committed no sin, healed his people. Chapter 19. Then Pilate therefore took Yahawashai and scourged him. The word scourge, let's get that definition right quick. Flog, whip, beat, horsewhip, lash. Also, it means to afflict, to plague, torment, torture. So they was torturing the Messiah. A lot of our people now, they're being tortured with directed energy weapons. They're being afflicted, whether physically or mentally with the technology. And what did the Messiah say? He said we would be partakers of his suffering.
This is in the book of First Peter, chapter four, verse thirteen. Uh, for uh, Salakia, First Peter, chapter four, verse thirteen. But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. So we're to rejoice that we're actually a partaker in Yahweh's sufferings. That when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Because when you're going through these things and you're suffering for righteousness sake and you see the glory of the Lord, when it's revealed, you're delivered out of this captivity. You're going to have exceeding joy in your heart. That's what it's all about. We'll be glad and thankful and giving all praises to Yahweh Bashem Yahweh Shai. Seeing the Lord judge these people. Because there is a, a end result for those that are persecuting God's people. The blood of the saints. That's why he's going to destroy Babylon the Great. For all that innocent blood. The Lord will require their blood. <clears throat> it, it, okay, we're going back to uh, St. John chapter 19. We just read verse 1. So we're uh, uh, continuing in verse 2. It says, And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe, and said, Hell, king of the Jews, and they smote him with their hands. So they was mocking the Lord. We have uh, situations where not only brothers and sisters are being tortured with directed energy weapons, but they're being mocked by the gang stalkers, the people that are sent and they're using mockery. Even if you're online, they will do things uh, to mock you. They'll might even say uh, rude things on the comment board, call you crazy or say that you need help, you need uh, to go see a, a psychiatrist, all the things they'll say, that's all in mockery. So they were mocking the Lord by putting a crown of thorns on his head, actual thorns that went in his flesh. And then they put a, a, a purple robe and they said, hell, king of the Jews. And then they hit him. They smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, behold, I bring him forth to you that ye may know that I find no fault in him. So Pilate even said, look, I don't find any fault in him. It says, then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. So all the way to the end, Pilate was saying, Look, I don't find any fault in him. He, one scripture, he said that he washed his hands and said, this man's blood is not on my hands. The Jews answered him, we have a law, and by our law, he ought to die.
because he made himself the son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid. Let's see. And went again into the judgment hall and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Shai answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivereth me unto thee hath the greater sin. So the Lord was like saying, look, you don't have no power unless it was given to you from above. The father is allowing this to happen. So Israel could be saved. And from henceforth, Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, if thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. So these were coons. They would rather side with the uh, Romans and the uh, leader of Rome more than the Messiah. So they were trying to, you know, they was using mind games, trying trying to, um, what's the word, um, trying to shame them, you know. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Shai forth and sat down in a judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew, uh, Gabatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour. And he said unto the Jews, behold, your king. And they cried out away with him, away with him, crucify him, Pilate saith unto them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. That's a home-born slave, the mindset, you know, as someone, when I mean home-born slave, basically you had the Babylonians that had Israelites in captivity. And they were home-born slaves. They were thinking like slaves. They, they were born into captivity. So that's the mindset that these people had. They, they were like home-born slaves because they know the uh, scriptures that a leader is supposed to be uh, chosen by, you know, by another brother, by somebody of your own nation. But you had the uh, Romans that was ruling. So if it be the Lord's will, you know, we can go into the crucifixion of the Messiah. You know, that time period was a, a very a dark time for our nation, you know. But through that, the Lord sprang forth life because he conquered hell and death, eternal life. And all those that receive of the Spirit can receive that eternal life through Shai Hamashiach who is our mediator, King of kings and the Lord of lords. So I hope this was edifying to the elect and a remnant. All praises to Yahweh, Bashem Yahweh Shai, Shalom. 
Repent for the kingdom of heaven is nigh.